0: So let's get into damaged thrones since that's what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> so you see, you see, again, a damaged throne is a faulty throne with a built-in weakness. If we don't have a solid relationship, an anchor and, and prayer and, and responsibility and accountability through fellowship and witness, right, we're, we're a choice away from everything crumbling on us because what's holding it up? Not our kingdom work first, because kingdom work first is discipleship, not our convenience. You see what I'm saying? So what's holding up? We're building stuff. I guarantee you, I'm not putting nobody down. But that little sense of fear you have, you know how like things are going well, and you looking around, you feel uneasy. You know where that uneasiness is coming from? Because you know you're not doing God's will fully. That see again, and, and I didn't, I didn't point out no names, and I'm not putting people down. But you be wondering. There's a peace when we're in God's will. There's a peace when we're obedient to God, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So we talked about faulty faulty thrones as having a built-in weakness, and I'm supposed to give you the rules of engagement, that's listen uh, intently. You know, listen intently. Take notes to help you to stay focused. Uh, Go back and and, and meditate on this stuff. Over and over and over, we're talking about it in the discipleship class. God has given us information that we're going to need to have. So look at all of you. Everybody in here has now been. Uh, I know Tiffany is about to graduate in December, uh, so she wants to be a doctor. But so all of us, we all we we all doctors now. And actually, we're not just doctors. We're Natalie. We're all surgeons. We're spiritual surgeons. And what I, what I've learned for the people that I do know that's that's doctors is, like. They can't just pass classes. You know how some of y'all in school or, or been through school. Or some of us been in school. You know, you're just trying to pass to get the grade to get out of school, right? They can't do that because if they don't know how to perform the surgery, uh, you uh, you just had a baby. Suppose the doctor was just trying to pass classes, but Tatum had to show up, and the doctor be like, "Well." I don't remember what they said in the class, but Nally, we'll do the best we can. Baby might come out, might not come out, might cut you the wrong way. No, 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 no. You, you want that dude to know his stuff, like not, not, like <laughs> picture this. Ooh, oh, Picture this. You're at the. Something just hit me. you you're, you're at the. You're at the. Uh, it's time for you to have a baby or have surgery, and a doctor go and pull out his book. <laughs> Like, like he'd he he be like, hold on a second. What, now, what chapter was that? I know it's in here somewhere. Just give me a minute. Look, look, but listen to the responses. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, you said you get up and run, right? You ain't get up and run because they had you on anesthesia. You'd be, <laughs> you be trying to drag out that place, right? Okay, but why, as men and women of God, why is it okay for us? Not to know. We're talking about eternal lives at stake, not just natural lives. So we got to know. I mean, I, I repented a long time ago, but I put myself out there. I always, I've been talking to people my whole life. I've always talked to people. and people, I remember the guys in, in upstate New York would be like, man, I just love talking to you. I don't know what I was telling them, Melissa. I have no idea. And, I, and they were making decisions based on what I was telling them. Some people are making decisions based on what you're telling them. Are you telling them the truth? Or have you watered it down to convince some of your vices? Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that because you're doing it, not because it should be done. Again, I'm not, I'm just, think through it. If it it convicts, challenge yourself to say Man, I need to get in this thing Because you're going to make a decision This week Someone's going to ask you It could be one of your children It could be a friend It could be a neighbor It could be somebody you just have a great time hanging out with Somebody's going to ask you something this week You're going to answer And sometimes it's going to just be based on what you believe Or what you think Or your convictions, not the truth you're gonna go away years later and find out the truth. It's just one problem. You can't go back to everybody else you shared that have truth to. The scripture says, be ready to give an answer. Are we ready? All right, so I, so I wanna say that because we're, trying, we're talking about building a right foundation. So we don't wanna build nothing faulty with built in weakness. And so we said, what we've been doing. And I, and I took a poll. I don't need to. You don't have to raise your hands. But I ask everybody: How many people wake up every day? Some of y'all may be doing it now because we've taught on it for a few weeks. And go, God, make sure my life is curse curseless or devourless when I step out the door. Am I covered? If, if, if I'm if I'm if I'm playing a sport, if I go to a job, if I'm driving down the road, am I curseless or devourless? When my kids go out the house and, you know, and, you know, they're going away from me, am I saying to myself, oh, my kids are covered? My son was, uh, he's 28 at the time. And, uh, you know, he was uh, making different choices that we would have liked him to make. And so me and him, we had a one on one. I said, son, I'm not even worried about you. He said, huh, dad? I said, I went through my process and I live for God. You're going through your process. I said, but there's one other catch. I'm praying for you. I said, so I'm, I'm not worried about you. Next time you come visit, ask him. Right? So, so, see, it wasn't just about me, and now it's not just about him. It's about my grandchildren, all y'all. This morning, pray for all y'all, all y'all families. Not all the families of the church. That's, you know, that's, that would be nice. But I'm talking about every family, every person. Why? Because I because so, c- there's flare ups. We deal with flare ups. We've we been hearing stuff all week. But 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 people are are being covered. We're not just amplifying the negative that you do. Actually, actually, we're not even focused on that. It's an opportunity to intercede. So so we say, are we living curseless? Now Proverbs 26. Let's read through some scriptures. Um, some of them we already went through and then some of them we're going to get into. All right. So we said the challenge is the reason why we have a faulty throne. Uh, we said because we're, we've, 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 we're making choices where we're open or susceptible to the curse. Right. And we said, you know, because God has set before us life and death, blessing and cursing, but he told us to choose life. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Again, write them down. Study it out. Have something to engage in during the week. Let me read that scripture. I'm going to tell you, even though I told you what the scripture says, you're going to read through it and see something totally different. Well, not totally different, but at another level of revelation. So read through it for yourself. A word is going to stand out for you like just a little different, even though you know the scripture. I read that scripture a thousand times. Every time I read it, I see something else. All right? So... Uh, Deuteronomy 30, 19. So, blessing by faith, cursing by fear. I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. Then then John 10, 10, because I gave you these last week, so so I just want to go over them. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? Who's the thief? Satan. Satan, So we know who's the destroyer. Right. Okay. And then 1 Peter 5, 8 gave you that. It says the devil goes about as he isn't a lion, as he's fronting, as a roaring lion, what? Seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. So who's the devourer? Right. Who's the thief? Right. Okay, we got that, right? Not God. So if something's being taken from us, sickness, our finances, whatever, we know who did that? Who? Right. If something's being devoured, it just seems like uh, either uh, frustration, injury, dream, something. Who's the devourer? Yeah. Now, now, again, we said this before. We said, just like gravity, you don't have to do nothing to be subject to gravity. If you're chilling, you're what subject to gravity, right? Nobody's floating around the room. You have to do something to fly, right? right. I use that as a scenario because it just makes sense. Like, like you don't go, you know what? I'm doing gravity today. Whether you say you're doing gravity or not, you're doing gravity. Same thing with the cursing. You don't have to do nothing to be cursed. So a lot of times what you're trying to say, I'm cursed. Well, you're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. You know, I, I, I rephrase the scripture, but that's what the scripture says. You know, sin did my mother conceive me right? and because of the sinful world, the little g God of this world. But just because I'm born into the world, I may be in the world, but I'm not of the world. So long as I stay in my, in my spiritual incubator, that was, you know, it was, the scripture says you uh, must be born of water and of the spirit, submerged in water and the spirit, and you can see or enter in the kingdom of God. Uh, That's John chapter 3, 3 through 6, right? So long as I'm in this world because of Satan being kicked down to this world, because of Adam and Eve giving him the keys, the world system is dark, is cursed. And if you do nothing, you're dealing with the devourer, if you do nothing. But God sent us in this world to impact it. Romans 8, 19, you can write that down. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. God sent us in to bring light into a dark and dying world. That's why the scripture says in Matthew 5, let your light so shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. People need to see their way out of the curse, out of the devour. But we're so busy letting one bad thing happen to us, cloak our, our eyes, scale our eyes from fulfilling our purpose to impact other people's lives. I ain't moving forward until you explain or fix this one thing that happened to me. You get It works out for you Get if you keep moving. Even the GPS know that. We, we was driving the other day looking for this property. We drive, and and it was telling us where to go. It just turned us around. Not one time it tells us to turn around. It kept moving us forward. Uh, when you get to the corner, make a right. When you get to the next corner, make a right. When you get to Brown Street, make a right. I said, babe, hey, it just turned us around. But we were moving forward the whole time. See, you stop moving forward. The Scripture says... If a tree falls, it stays where it's at. It's, it, it doesn't, If wherever it falls, that's where it's at. Wherever it lies down. So if you lie down in a cursed world, you're going to end up cursed. You got you to gotta elevate beyond the curse. You got to do something to be in the blessing. Right? It just don't come by osmosis or I'm just sitting around. You know, it's, it, it like algae or... Or what? Mold. <laughs> I know that's gross, but it does no, no, we gotta do something, right? Does that make sense? All right, so so let's so I gave you that. Oh, and then we, we said we just we identified a devour, but the scripture says it says, Bring your tithes into the storehouse, they may meet in my house, and prove me that I won't pour out a blessing you won't have room enough to receive. So we know that's a way to exact the blessing. That and any other level of obedience, right? To exact a blessing, but then he says, Look, he says, and I'll rebuke the devourer, not devourer, adjective. Now he says, I'll rebuke him for your sake. Right. Who, what he's trying to steal your stuff and he's trying to devour everything. Or Luke 22 31 and 32 is Satan desires to sift you as wheat, but I pray that your faith fails not. Right? So so again, God's trying to stop us from what? Being devoured or being subject to the curse. And see, that's at every level. That's that that's at every level where we are, we need to be in the blessing and not the curse. That's when we all are wearing the same pants. It doesn't make a difference our our economic status, doesn't make a difference our anointing in life, doesn't make a difference our acumen education. Doesn't make a difference because we know more scriptures than the other person. We all need to be in the blessing. That's what keeps us all humble, right? We all need that. All right. So, so now, so, so we got that. Now we got that. uh, And we said the devourer is like something being uh, destroyed voraciously. Like it's not. It doesn't like take its time. It's trying to take everything once it. Uh, what's, what's the movie? I'm, I'm a movie guy, y'all yeah, know. Uh, so it was uh, Spider-Man 3, uh, Venom. Once that little piece of black tar, whatever it was, attached itself to the guy, it, it, it consumed him. He was a nice kid until he got consumed by the, whatever the black tar represents. It's, it's, it's almost like what happens to us. You just, just taste it. Taste the lust. Taste the pride. Taste the disobedience. It consumes you. It doesn't go, uh, you only taste a little bit, so I'm going to affect you a little bit. No, 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 no. I I want I'm I'm to take you over while I got you, All right? When you get a chance, you can check out Spider-Man 3, and then you understand what I'm talking about, those that are not into it. It's more to the movie than, that's, that's a superhero. There's a lot of stories, uh, a lot of concepts, a lot of superheroes, they plan off of the Bible. Yeah, I, I could teach the whole Bible through X-Men. But that's a whole nother story right now. We we'll do it another time. I'll hit you with that, hit you with that later, you know. So, all right. So, so uh I told you Proverbs 26. Two, it says, as the bird, as verse two, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so look, the curse causeless shall not come. So if there's a curse, there's a cause. But don't get in pride to go. See, sometimes we're in denial because if 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 the curse is affecting us, we're, we're trying to get around that because we don't want to say, "Am I cursed? Am I?" See, once again, you don't have to do nothing. It's not now you can do some stuff to be cursed. We already know that, but but it's not like it's not like you tr- you have to be super evil to experience the curse. All you got to do is not do what it takes to be blessed, right? You got that? So the curse causes shall not come. So if 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 the devourer the curse is on you, it's a cause, and you just got to humble yourself and make the adjustments. But you know, some of us are in so much denial, or or we're we're so in our feelings. Which you know, if I have time, we'll get into that uh, that we're supposed to talk about later. Like that that we just don't want to just make change. We just don't want to just humble ourselves and take responsibility. It ain't it ain't deep. It's us. <laughs> You know, you be looking for stuff, it could be, you think it's that. See, my parents had, uh, I remember talking to somebody, and they was like, you know, ever since my, my parents did what they did. And so I knew, I know this person for a long time. I said, can I say something to you? I said, you know what? Uh, you know, that statement has a shelf life. I said, because we're talking like 20 years ago now. I think it's you now, <laughs> Yeah, I mean? Like, you know, me. You know, my parents left me with, with, in a foster home with strangers and, and I don't think they love me like they should have. And, 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 you know, I, I, I kind of worked there for a while. I mean, I wasn't working it like that. I was working with an edge. You know, like I was mad at everybody. But after a while, God was like, hey, buddy, uh, nah, all this stuff you're dealing with is you. You can't keep milking what I've been through. And actually, guess what? You ain't even there no more. It's not happening now. It can only happen now if you bring it into the present. Where the Scripture says, forget everything, uh, Forget the things that are behind me, press toward the mark of the high calling call Christ Jesus, right? It says, let, leave that stuff back there. Why am I bringing it along if I don't like what happened to me? Let's go. So the primary cause for the curse, because it says the curse calls it shall not come, is a breach in our covenant with God. So there's a breach. As long as we're in covenant with God, we're in a blessing. If there's a breach in our covenant with God, we open the door. The scripture says in Genesis, sin is lying at the door. It's like, please open it, crack it, just give me a crack. Just like the adversary is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, sin is sitting there hovering. Like, like, uh, so when it rains, this is a flat roof. So when it rains, it's a flat roof and the water sits, or when it snows, the water sits. But the water sits as long as everything's sealed. If it's not sealed, like uh, I think when we had the, the storm, it was water coming through there. What? It was looking for the path of, resi- of least resistance where it can, it can get in. It was looking for a crack in, this, in the roof. And that's what it is, that like the curse, the devourer, sin is just looking for an opening. So when we chill, sin ain't got nothing else to do, the devil ain't got nothing else to do. He waiting to go to the, ch- to, to the fire. So we think, I'm just gonna chill today. He's like, alarm goes off. Like, like here, if you open a certain door, uh, alarm goes off. There's a breach, and it'll tell you, door one. Door two. Well, Satan got an alarm system. It's called compromise, when you, when you compromise, Beep beep beep! They right. get them like like it's like jump on them like while we got them, but we think we can afford to compromise because it felt good. All right, okay, all right. Just and again, I know everybody don't be teaching stuff like this at church because it ain't cute. Here we go again. I don't. What kind of God would punish you for? Who said God has punished you? The curse is already there. It's in the atmosphere. You made the choice. God didn't make it. Why does he get, you make the choice, but God get the flack. Why don't you say, what kind of person am I to open myself up to a curse or devour? But it's God's fault. And then God is supposed to override your choice. This is what you'll be thinking. Well, my God, if he loved me, well, if you love him, you would keep his commandments. So you're not keeping his commandments, but he's supposed to just pour a blessing over you. So something's wrong with that. You have a higher standard for the almighty God that created you than you have for yourself. Wouldn't it be easier for you just to be obedient? Why put God in a position? The scripture says, shall a man rob God from an opportunity to bless you? All right, so, so we, please, could we stop doing that to God? That, that ain't fair. Why did he let that happen? You know, the Bible says uh, the sins have visited the children to the sixth generation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so, so somebody made a decision because we all connected, even though we want to be individuals. We all connected. Somebody make a decision. Mm-hmm. Sow the seed of disobedience. Open the door for a curse, right? Exactly. But that curse just doesn't impact the present. It goes forward, which we'll talk about here in a second. It's, it's, it's waiting on you it's waiting on you it's waiting on your child it's waiting on your grandchild mm-hmm. and 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 well, they didn't do nothing but they have an opportunity to get out of it right. just get in covenant with God mm-hmm. listen I remember telling my aunt this I said, you know what I don't know what y'all been doing in this family mm-hmm. if you see this if you remember this I, I was a little edgy though when I said it so what I said was I don't know what this family's been doing, but it stops with me. You know what I meant? I'm going in the covenant. See, I'm going in the covenant. So, yes, the curse came down the line, but instead of me going, Well, I ain't got no choice. Everybody else has gone through it. I was like, Oh, no, 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 no. I'm shifting this thing. I'm I'm jumping under the blessing. All right. So you have the same opportunity. But so remember, remember, sin's visiting to the sixth generation. So you're making choices that don't just in the, in, impact you now, you're making seed choices. You get a harvest for those choices. So compromise if you want to, but it's affecting generations. It can affect the little, little, little fellas and little little young ladies. All because you're like, well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, ho! Oh, you haven't noticed how parents have to make certain decisions. Okay, so, well, I can't use you because you, you was already living for God. But you, you ever see certain people are pregnant and there's certain things they can't do? Because why? It affect the baby. They was doing it the whole time, drinking, doing whatever they was doing, but they can't do it. It's the same thing spiritual. You got a child. Are you thinking about the child when you opened yourself up to that lust? Are you thinking about the child when you open yourself up to that vice? Listen, my dad drank, not personal dad, my dad drank Jack Daniels. I didn't even grow up with him. I ended up drinking Jack Daniels. I didn't even grow up with him. And actually, I'm I'm I, I, and, and I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. I'm not going to no bars. Not, you know, not, you know, like, you know, people go to bars in the country. Uh, well, in certain uh, places. <laughs> yeah, we went we, out clubs, stuff like that. Well, I go, I start working upstate New York. There was no place to go but a bar. And what do you think I drank? Jack Daniels. My dad treated females a certain way. I, I started, I, I didn't grow up with him. I didn't get no dad training. But but came right down the line until I changed some things, right? Just think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. You know, don't, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to be like them. No, you're not. You're going to be in covenant, <laughs> right? 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 Okay, all right, just make sure. <laughs> all right, so, so again, we said a breach in covenant. So normally what facilitates that breach is disobedience. So what caused the breach in, in the covenant is a breach, right? What facilitates the breach is disobedience, right? All right? So look here at Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. All right. I'm probably gonna pick it up a little bit. So write down the scriptures, even if uh I go too fast, okay? So you can study it out for yourself. Search the scriptures and see if it's so. So Isaiah 1:19. Look at this. Well, well, I'm going to just read 18 because I like 18. It says, come now, let us reason together, say of the Lord. He says, state your case. I can't believe this is happening. He says, okay, let's talk about it then. You know, most people don't want to talk to God about it because you're going to find out what you're not seeing, right? He says, state your case. It says, though your sins be as scarlet, right, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like Clemson, they shall be as wool, right? He said, but then he goes on in the next verse and he says, if sin shall be, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, right? Though they be red like crimson, like your sins are really reeking. He said, but guess what? He says, I I can change all that. I can wipe away all that stuff that's, that's causing the cursing. It says, but look at this. If look at if. If you, if you be willing and obedient, look, you shall eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient, so, so, so it's not, man, I gotta do this. Willing obedience, you shall eat the good of the land. You should experience the blessing, right? Right? I right, so, so so the disobedient, this is the thing about being disobedient. They, they've either forgotten God or not mindful of God or rebellious towards God the disobedient have either forgotten god or not mindful of god or are rebellious towards god so, so everybody's not rebellious some people got so caught up they forgot they just forgot about god some people are not even mindful of god scripture says he'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him not the mind is locked into all, to everything else nothing is more important than god what Nothing is more important to God. So let's go to uh, Deuteronomy 8. Because God has been establishing covenant and things like that for years all through the Bible. Uh, And because God just wants us to prosper. He wants us to be blessed, but he wants us to put us in position so we can uh, have great fellowship, disciple, and and evangelize. He He wants us to do that. So, so God, God wants us to uh, live a blessed life, but not at the expense of forgetting him. Because if we disconnect from him, Rob, we're opening ourselves up to the curse. Like like what keeps us curseless is being in covenant with him and communion with him. Outside of, outside of God, that sin or that curse or that dark nature is, 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 is reeking all over the world. Right? In his tabernacle, the secrets of his tabernacle, Psalm 91 is what helps us. But let's look here at Deuteronomy 8 because God has been telling us this for a long time. Deuteronomy 8. uh, Ah. This whole thing is great, but I'll just read verse two. It says, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Number one, to humble thee. Number two, to prove thee, test thee, to know what was in thine heart. Keyword, what's in thine heart, whether thou wilt keep his commandments or not. So we go through a lot of testing and trials because if you, if, if you, some of the little slight things we've gone through, if we did just a out on God, then what's going to happen when we had a greater level, greater platform with greater dreams? You bailing out on God of the first thing that didn't go your way. What's going to happen because greater demand, there's greater tests, and there's new levels, new devils. What you going to do then? So why would God send you to that platform when you're almost traumatized? Because one bad thing happened to you. You've been milking that one bad thing for, like, the last 15 years. So, So what do you think if he takes you to another level? You got billions now. Billions with billions of people hating problems, trying to steal your money, take your money, kidnap your kids, whatever the case may be, right? What you gonna do then? I can't believe this happened. The Bible says you you shall receive a hundredfold with persecution. Mm-hmm. Expect haters when you're blessed. All right, all right. So so that's uh, verse two. And drop down to verse five. It says, "Thou shall consider in thine heart." Look again focusing on the heart. First of all, I want to see what's in your heart whether you keep the commandments, but I want you to consider in your heart that as a man chasing as his son, so the Lord chasing is thee. So, you chasing your children not because you, you you hate them, right? You love them, right? If they if they about to go uh put their finger in the in the or stick the scissors in the, the uh, electric socket, you are going to be like, "Baby, don't do that no more. Now come back from that, baby." Really? A little pop is nothing compared to being electrocuted. So I have a family member, forgive me, but I have to use this example. Uh, We were driving down the highway, and the child decided to open the car door. Don't do that no more. Now that's what you say if they knocked over the cookies. (laughs) They open the car door, no, 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 there needs to be some pain. That's what I said, I said that that day. No, you need to attach some pain to that. Yes, there's going to be some pain, and you don't want them to experience no pain, but what's the contrast? Rolling down the highway? They need to know, whoa, this was dangerous. God saying, when I chasing you, I'm letting you know that was dangerous. He chases those who, who what? He chases those what? Well, see, we don't want no chasing and no correction. And sometimes because your parents didn't you. We don't want no correct. Kind of God, a God that loves you. That that's that's a kind of a parent that loves you. I mean, it hurts, man. I've just, just been correcting my son over the years. It hurts, but my son knows I love him from his mouth. Man, man, I dad. Whew, man, I'm so glad you cared about me. Enough to give him the truth. All right, so uh, verse 6, it says, Therefore thou shalt keep the the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to fear him, reverence him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee, look, into a good land, a land of brooks and waters, fountains, depths, springs uh, of valleys, land of wheat and barley and of vine and and fig trees, pomegranate, olives and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. So whatever you have, look, look, thou shalt not lack anything in it. You know, because sometimes people focus on, oh, you know, barley and hops. No, no, no. He said, You shall lack anything. It says, uh, whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou may have bringeth back bringeth, may dig brass. It says, When thou hast eaten and art what? Full. When thou hast eaten and art full, thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he giveth thee. So he says, You're gonna have more than enough, but to stay attached to covenant. Show the value of where it came from. And I'll explain that later. It says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Lest when thou has eaten and art full and has built, look, goodly houses. and ain't talking about crops, right? It says, and dwelt therein. And when thy herds and thy flocks have multiplied. Look, and thy silver and gold has multiplied your money. And all that thou has has multiplied. Just in case I forgot something. It says, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God who brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. So we got to do stuff to stay mindful of God, especially when he starts flooding us. Because it's so easy to forget God. Get caught up. God ain't giving you anything to have that's going to come between you and him. That wouldn't even make sense. You buy your kid uh, a new tablet, and they don't talk to you no more. They don't, y'all, y'all, y'all was eating Sunday dinner every, every Sunday. Now, they ain't got time to eat dinner because they're on a the tablet. Did you buy the tablet so they wouldn't have no time with you? So they forget about you? No, 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 no. It was because you loved them, but not as, to separate the relationship. All right? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, ladies, uh, verse 17. And thou say in thine heart my power and the might of mine hand has got me this well. See, when you are leaning to your own understanding to think your knowledge is above God's knowledge, you don't need God, what you're saying is my power, and my might is what's gonna get me everything I have. My power, and my might has gotten me everything I have when I get there. You're not gonna acknowledge God, even though who fearfully and wonderfully made you? To think like you thought to start the business, to think like you thought to play this, uh, the sport, or the, the, or the instrument, or sing, or whatever, or act. Who gave you, who, who designed you? See, we forget about you didn't design you, but you giving yourself the props because you're an exhaustive thinker. Who gave you the brain? See, see, see we can lose sight of God. It says, uh, and you and, uh, say, the mighty my might have got me this well, verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he. That giveth thee the power to get wealth. That me, look, no, no, not just so you can have it, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy father, as it is this day. Right? So, so so God is saying, I set you up. So what happens is when you, when you when God affords you fullness, what he's saying is, our offering to God says, Wow, look at what God has done for me. That's what that, that when we, when we tithe an offering, that's what we do. Being ever mindful that being, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Being ever mindful that God has called us to faithfulness. See, if you're faithful in the least, you're faithful in the more. So you're ever mindful that no matter what level I go to, I'm always staying attached to God. Well, it wasn't for you, God. It wasn't for you, God. So that's what, when I, when, when, when Abel and Cain gave offering, Abel was so appreciative, like, listen, (laughs) I ain't had nothing. So here, you get the first, first of everything I had. Fine, I mean, I, I trust you there's more coming. Plenty more, plenty more where that came from, right? I mean, I, I know how this thing worked. I mean, you put my, 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 my parents in a garden, gold was coming out the ground. Read through it yourself. In the Garden of Eden. There's gold coming out the ground. He said, so, hey, 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 you have first. Cain was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sweet. (laughs) I put this thing together. Oh, Abel gave something. I think I got a dollar. Here you go, God. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) And then God received and blessed Abel. Cain didn't get blessed. He getting offended. God was like, dude, I'm not even mad with you. All you got to do is stay attached to the covenant that got you what you got. That's all I'm just trying to tell you. To, hey, I'm trying to tell you to pay it forward by making sure you can replenish it. Don't just consume it. Keep it going, all right? All right, so, 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 again, that's how we don't forget God because where our treasure is, what? Our heart is. So our heart stays attached to our covenant with God. See, see, I, Pastor, we just, just, Are we just talking about finances? Where is our heart? Where do we put most of our effort in? When we don't have time for God, when we don't have time for our families, we don't have time for kids, when we're we're stressed and depressed. Oh, we got this big dream. Oh, we just going to do the big dream. Y'all don't have to pay me. I just like doing it. That's what we're doing right now? No, 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 don't worry about that. Listen. Y'all make all the money y'all want for me playing basketball. I just love playing it, y'all don't have to pay me a that's, dollar. That's how, we, we give them back checks? You out there on the road making sales and you just take all your checks and give it back to the boss because you just love being out there talking to people and making sales, right? I mean, you don't like doing hair that much. Right, you ain't got "Oh, girl, go on, you gone, girl. You I mean, I'm sure you probably blessed somebody, but go on, girl. I did you hear? Yeah, it's gone. I just love doing hair. How Nate feel about that, baby? You like doing hair, but we need some dollars. <laughs> right? Right, so it's important, right? That's all I'm trying to say. It is important, right? But where's our heart? See, if see, God knows where our heart is, and he's saying, keep your heart attached to me. And we'll keep it, keep it moving. Well, a lot of times our heart ain't attached to God. Our heart is is is, is too caught up in in stuff we do. Like we're so okay. Let's just keep going, cause I, for the sake of time. See, see, some people are saying, "Wow, look what God has done for us." Some gather to say, "I have, I did, I've done, I live." They're like that. It's it's all about them. It's not about God. See, the scripture says. When, when, remember when I, t- I told you the story last week of the talents? And then so you had a person that buried their one and the other people gave. They kept it going, they gave, so they produced more. Fruitful, multiply, replenish, right? So the person that had one, he says take that and give it to the person that gave, right? And so he said, well, what, he made a comment to him. He said, you could at least gave it to the exchangers. See, because remember, the Scripture just talks about, we talked about it last week, unrighteous mammon and true riches. See, stuff that we obtain from man in this world is under the curse. God's saying, take it, attach it to the covenant, it's blessed, it grows, it multiplies, that's the best investment in the world, the kingdom of God. He says, if I can't trust you with the unrighteous mammon that you secured by man, to honor me for allowing you to have that skill, how can I commit to you the true riches? Like, like some of us have never even experienced true riches. It's way beyond the stuff that we've that 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 we hustle for. It's way beyond that. You can you can you can you can look at the greatest, the biggest, largest bank account in this church, ain't true riches. So God is trying to you know He's trying to. He said, make the exchange, that's all. Just make the exchange, right? That's uh, Matthew 25, 23 through 21. Well, the whole talents is 15 through 30, right? The whole talents is 15 to 30. And so, so he, says, he says, he blessed the person that was, he says, the person that has more shall be given. He says, and he said it was given to him according to their ability, to their ability to stay connected to the covenant, mm-hmm. to sow in faith. All right, the scripture tells us this, Matthew 6. Let's go to Matthew 6 real quick. Matthew 6. So Matthew 6, verse 19. Actually, Matthew 6 is one of my favorite chapters. I know I got a lot of them. But just read through Matthew 6. Just read through it daily. Just read through it daily. I mean, like, uh, uh, Gerard was saying something yesterday. He said, man, I've just been reading on... Uh, he said, it's not about me, it's just not about money. But how did you read on finances? He says, no, 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 no. He says, uh, starts with a P. I said, prosperity? He said, yeah. He said, i just been reading through it. And what I said with, what I shared to him yesterday, I said, what's so amazing is, like people set up these doctrines. Uh, what's uh, oh, I won't say the denomination. I'll let y'all guess. But let's say uh uh keep the Sabbath, uh Honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. So this is, people just create a religion over that. <laughs> right? But how many times is that in the Bible? You don't have, I, I, I know everybody don't know. And then uh, women should keep, keep silent in the church. Now ain't nobody really getting deep into it. They'll just read. It might be in the Bible two scriptures. Prosperity is all over the Bible. What you should do with your seed, your finances, your resources, it's all. Listen, he just starts studying. All over, saturated. Why? There's a scripture, 2 Corinthians, 2 Kings 12. It says, when it was given to the, uh, to, to the building, it says, the money that came into their heart. It's, it, the word money is in there. It says, so, they, they, so stuff came into their hearts. Like, oh, now I want to give to this to help to build, build the temple. It said it got to a point, like, whoa, 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 that's enough. We have more than enough to build the temple. But, but it said, even this it, parallel to 2 Corinthians, look, that's the Old Testament. New Testament says, as it purpose in your heart, so give. Not begrudgingly, not of necessity, but God loves a cheerful giver. It's, uh, it's 2 Corinthians 9 it right says he that sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Right? So well, why is that in the Bible? So much I'm saying. Because but of it all, I wish that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. Third John 2. All right, so, so, uh, verse nineteen. It says, "Lay, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal." It says, "But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and, and steal." It says, "For where your treasure is, your heart will be also." Right. Verse 24, it says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. It says, or else he will, he, he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the interpretation of mammon in the Greek is money. You can't serve God and money. So this is the thing is if you're serving God, money's serving you. So look at you as neutral. If you're serving God above you, money is below you serving you. Let's flip it. If money is above you, you're serving money. Then God's serving you. It don't work that way, right? All right. So, so, so keep. It says lay up for your treasures in heaven. The scripture says you have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. See, so what I do is I'm, I'm, I'm making a heavenly deposit anytime I give tithes and offering, and. God projects that forward. It's waiting for me when, as I'm moving forward to fulfill purpose. It's waiting for my children and my children's children as they start out with purpose. We notice with David and Solomon. David did some things, set up some things. When Solomon was time for him to build the temple, he went over to King Haram, and he was like, oh, no, 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 I, I already know what to do. Your, your dad has established such a, a, such a legacy for you. We, we, they should start bringing stuff to him. He ain't even, look, it was waiting on him based on what his dad did a long time ago. Yeah. It, 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 it was, he gave forward. It never said that David went broke. David was extremely blessed, but guess what? It went forward. I was watching um, Hillsong uh, channel the other day. People don't realize that uh, uh, Pastor Houston, his dad had a, had, a, had a huge ministry. Very prominent pastor. Joe Osteen. Joe Osteen just didn't show up. John Osteen. Powerful ministry. So, so Joe Osteen didn't just all of a sudden. He started with a foundation. Why? Because his dad left him something. What you leaving? See, see through, through your seed you live. Even when you're not here. John Osteen is still living through what Joe Osteen is doing. Who, who's going to be living through what we do? doing? People still living through what J.C. Penney was doing. The Rockefellers. Riverside Baptist Church, I always tell you, it's $90 million endowment. They live off the, the, the church runs off the interest, which is probably like $90 billion by now. Who knows? Because you know, this is ages ago. I mean, it was outreach. I mean, I, uh, a lot of guys that played for Seton Hall back when they went to the finals played for Riverside League. That league was established by Riverside Baptist Church. My son was playing AU years later in Ohio. I knew this from New Jersey. In, in that league, in, in, in that tournament, guess who was in there? Riverside in Ohio. Way back then, Kenneth Hagan, Jr., He's rolling because Kenneth Hagin Sr. established something. There's churches all over the world because of what Kenneth Hagin did. So he wasn't just doing stuff for today. People still talk about Kenneth Hagin. He gone. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The blessings of Abraham will come upon us. We still talking about Abraham. If his obedience... It's why, look, look, uh, Galatians Mm 3.13. That the blessings of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. We still, but with all due respect, if you hoarding and lording over just your little bit of seed, do you realize, okay, I'm not mad, but I was bothered. I woke up and I decided I wanted to fulfill my purpose in life. I had to start from scratch. And I have, uh, to this day, I got people I'm connecting, friends all around me. Like, they wasn't worried about, about college or their economics, they were just trying to find out what they were purposed to do. I went to a, a school that was ranked 19th in the nation e- e- educationally. Um, I went there out of fear, but I, I went there. I got the first school to accept me, that's where I went. And I noticed everybody on campus, they weren't worried about, I, I, look, I had one sweatsuit I wore every day. Every day, my sister gave it to me. Yvette, give you a shout out. I wore it every day. Wore that thing down to the zippers, The zippers that come all the way down here. The zippers was falling off. I wore shorts probably until it was freezing cold. I tried to stay as long as I could because I had shorts but I ain't had nothing else. This is, as a college student, I know people's like, dude, like, you ain't cold? <laughs> I just wear shorts all the time. Why? I, I, I worked full time. This is when I was uh, uh, playing college basketball. I worked 50 hours full time. And I had full time classes. I remember my dad was like, well, son, you need to get a trade. I said, dad, I'm in school to get a job. But now I have to work to eat. Most of the people at the school, hey, he's partying all the time. They just ready to graduate and t- take over dad's diamond company or something. What I'm trying to say is they weren't concerned about their everyday affairs. They were trying to lock into purpose. Now, it inspired me. My son, my grandchildren, no, they ain't going to be doing all that, mess. That, that. That ain't even, that's not happening. But I could be like, well, I went through stuff. Let me make sure I get mine. Or well, I heard one parent say, "Well, kids ain't gonna do nothing right with it anyway. I'm just gonna spend it all." No, that's not. You, you, you. There's a lineage God's establishing. You just stepped outside of the lineage, and you caused a, a delay. Somebody, I, I, I tell her this all the time. Somebody in the family stepped outside the line. We did a teaching outside the lines. Remember, uh, you stepped outside the lines, and and that's why I, I look up and be like. Well, how come they got a head start and I'm working with nothing? Cause somebody stepped out the line. Ministry-wise, I know somebody stepped out the line. Uh, listen, I ain't just, just stumbling the ministry. It's it's what was in our lineage. But somebody compromised. And the truth is our family actually has lands. It's just so much, so much centered around it, don't nobody know where the lands is and who has it. So so they were actually, you know, back in the day, they would, they, everybody had land. Somebody, st- somebody did a, was it, Esau, despised their birthright. Like some of us are doing. Right, so I'm just saying, like, like, like this is not, I'm not just te- I'm teaching this because God is like, we're getting devoured. We're living in a curse. And we're selling out the curse for just moments of pleasure. Or, or selfishness, a little compromise. I'm going to get my, you know, we learn this in basketball. This person gets selfish. I'm shooting every time I get it. Well, what does everybody else do? Shoot every time they get it because they don't know when they're getting the ball back. But when you give, it's contagious. People want, people going to pass. It's like, well, I know. I'm going to get the ball when I'm open. S- greed is contagious. So is giving. Start being benevolent in your families. Start being benevolent in, your, in the kingdom. See what happens. It's, it's contagious. All right, so I just wanted to give you that. And First Timothy six. And all honestly, this is what I'm really supposed to be giving you, but you know, you know how it goes. Oh, Psalm 35. She said Psalm 35. Yeah. So, go ahead. Minister Lamar forgot. <laughs> Try to upstage Pastor Minister uh, Sammy. Then she dogged out. Mr. Lamar. All right. I got you. Verse 37. Look, look at this. It says, let them shout for joy. Verse 27. Did I say 27? Psalm 35, verse 27. My bad. I apologize. It says, let them shout for joy. Shout for joy, right? And be glad, look, that favor my righteous cause. That's righteousness, righteous cause. That's a covenant word. So we can say, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my covenant. It says, yea, let them say, continue, let the Lord be magnified, look, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God has pleasure. He's excited. That's why he's saying, you're robbing me. You're robbing me from you prospering. See, See, the thing is, Let's go back to salvation. Y'all know what salvation means, wholeness. Salvation is not just insurance not to go to hell. It's wholeness. It's every aspect of your life. That's family happy, great relationships, great marriages, right? That's, you're not thinking about finances at all. If you're in salvation, prosperity is a part of salvation. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly, John 10, 10. Right. So, so again, man, I'm, I'm, listen, I know you, you got all these different people around the cult, country. The, the, uh, this is the prosperity gospel or this is what is this, the suffering gospel, this is the suffering gospel, the grace, grace God, all these different gospels. Man, I'm just preaching the word. This is our topic at this time. Okay. And uh, tell it the way you want to tell it. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Because God was showing me stuff, and he's like, he said, you better stop cheating them. You better make sure they get it. So, so this is what God pleasure Look, 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 uh, what is it? Without faith is impossible to please, and we have to trust that God wants us to do things. But like, sometimes we all tight. The, the, the scripture says they, they, they should be looking and say, oh, I'm sorry. That's Isaiah 61, so I was about to quote it. I'm not going to quote it, but let's just go to First Timothy 6 first. Because sometimes we be reading this stuff out of context and, and like, like why are we looking for excuses not to be obedient or not to be fulfilled? All right, so, so so Gregory, businessman, right? So, well, I, I just said just businessman. You, you've had businesses. You, you're working on some things, right? But you just, you're going to do it for free. No money involved. Because you don't need no money, right? Yeah, it's not unfortunate. It's actually fortunate you do. And guess what? More than you, Lil Gregory needs money. Your daughter needs money. Your granddaughter needs money. They don't need to be thinking about stuff like that. They need to decide. Listen, I, uh he, he he he's passed since. But Eugene Parker, he's he was a uh uh NFL agent. And um at the time I met him, he was Dion's agent, but he was recruiting uh Derek. And uh Mike, I just said the two names. So, uh, Nate know who I'm talking about. So, I'm in the room and he said, "Listen, man." He said, "I know you guys want to get your cars and your, your 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 watches and your houses. He says, "We're going to make sure you get those things." He says, "But our goal is for you to be independently wealthy." He said, "There's players that like playing on grass because, you know, not as much injury just is football if the turf sometimes you move and it, you, your foot's stuck to the ground, but your body's still moving. That's how people get injuries. So some guy might like playing on grass, but he'll go and play on turf because of money. He says, but if we set you up where you're independently wealthy, you have choice. He said, do you think these people around here building golf shops or, or restaurants to make money? No, no, they have money. It's what they like to do. That's why the business grows, because they ain't desperate. It's not because they're independently wealthy. So if God needs you to do something, it's not you all desperate. Like even church, like you can't be building a church and be like, okay, what we need everybody to do is over and above your ties and offering what I need y'all to do, like we can't be, it ain't even supposed to roll like that. I, I mentioned the church in the city, I won't say. Huge church, man. When we first came, I saw the church. I said, babe, we going back. I just want to go inside. 600 children, uh, escalators, right? And, and, and nobody in church is going, well, what do we need an escalator for Nobody's thinking like that. Paid for They built a 100,000 square foot building. Before it was finished, it was paid for. You know why? Because the people in there go, oh, God's doing something? Nobody was going... Why we need 100,000 square feet? Nobody, it didn't make them a difference. They're like, God is doing something? Oh, let's, let's, right, let's make it happen. Without, is God doing this or? See, the only reason why we doing that is because we worried about losing stuff. They're not. It's a whole nother mentality. Think about it, you make choices different when you're in abundance. I'll make this decision if it don't work out. Hey, counter the seed. When you ain't got no money, we can make this decision, but hey, if they don't come through, you be cussing people out, man, you played me. (laughs) Hey, you spend more money on lawyers trying to get your money back than they took. It's the principle, right? I mean, uh, my wife, she she in here, so there's times when people, you know, have blessed us over the years, we was in Ohio, and somebody gave us, I don't know how much, a couple thousand dollars of service one day. Um, and so we go out to eat. So we go out to eat. Uh, I think it was Popeye's. We ordered the food. I drove away. <laughs> Without the food. Just drove away. But, but it's happened a lot. Like I, see, I, see I, <laughs> my mom said, Chay, listen, if that's my last dollar to get Popeye's, you think I'm driving away? You think I'm, I'm going to be distracted? i will be like, no, 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 and, and it better be fresh. <laughs> right? You know, you'd be like, well, this wasn't right, you know, because we got some people to go out to eat and ain't never right, so they go be getting extra meals and stuff, right? <laughs> what I'm saying is it, you flow different. When God's doing something, you're not, like, you feel that like tightness when God's doing something sometimes? That's, I don't trust God. That's what that is. That tightness, I don't trust God. I'm not in covenant with him. When you're in covenant with God, you trust God. He loves us and his plan is already better than us. So I gave you uh First Timothy, so I gotta read it since I first Timothy uh 10. 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. My bad, y'all. Uh you know something. We gotta read verse 6. It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain, right? It says, "It says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out." It says, "Having food and raiment, let us be there with content, as we have what you need." It's saying, "Have what you need." It says, "Be content." It says, "But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish look and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition." It didn't say, "Don't be rich." It's saying. Watch out, because you're going to be tempted, right? Obviously, to forget God. Look, and then it says here, look, for the love of money, it didn't say money, the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, remember, we talked about the difference between covenant and covetous, Mm -hmm. right? It says, with some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, Mm -hmm. look, lost sight of God, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows right? Because of the love of money, not, see, remember, serving money. If you love money, what you love, you serve, you worship. Serving money, they've erred from the faith in serving God, right? It says, verse 11, it says, but oh, that, 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 hold on, am I supposed to read verse 11? Yeah. It says, but thou, oh man, flee these things for Follow after righteousness, stay in covenant, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. He's saying this right after he said the love of money. He's talking about the characters of being in covenant with God. Says fight the good fight of faith, right? Don't be fearful that God ain't going to take care of you. Look at this. Lay hold on eternal life. See, see, eternal life is what? Not just what's going on now, but in the time to come. Remember, I gave you in, in uh, Mark, uh, he that gives us houses, brothers, whatever for the Lord's sake shall receive a hundredfold now in this time and the time to come going forward no there's no curse waiting on them it's blessings waiting on them right so lay hold on eternal life you know all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and then 13 I I, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quicken of all things before Jesus Christ who before upon his powers when is a good profession it says that thou keep this commandment without spot unrebukable until the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this we started out in verse 6. You can read the whole chapter when you have time. It says, Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potent king, king of kings and lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in light which no man can approach. Now, he's talking about Jesus, who Jesus is. And he says, Keep these commandments in honor of who Jesus is. It says, To whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Now, he hasn't changed this topic. Verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, <laughs> that they be not high-minded. It didn't say don't be rich. It says they be not high-minded. That they, look, nor trust in uncertain riches. That's like unrighteous mammon. It says, but in the living God. Don't trust in the the unrighteous mammon or uncertain riches. Trust in God. Stay in covenant, not in covetous. It says, but in the living God. Look, who give, giveth us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good, that they be rich in good works. He's still talking about those, which is everybody in the room, because God's about to bless you, so you're going to be rich, right? It says, so, so you're getting advanced information of what to do with it. It says, look, that they do good, that be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. And that willing to communicate in the Greek is give to the poor. So, so I'm ready. I have abundance. I'm ready to distribute as the Lord leads me. Not, not not, giving out of greed or need, I'm given, giving out of obedience, right? It says willing to communicate, right? That's what it says, right? Then you study it out for yourself, but that means give to the poor. Look, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. Once again, there's no curse waiting for them. There's blessings waiting for them and their seed seed, right? You see that? Didn't it say the time to come? See? It goes. It, he's still connecting that to lay hold on eternal life. He ain't stopped, he ain't stopped his focus. It says, it, it, in the time to come, look, look, that they may lay hold on eternal life. <laughs> That's how you lay hold on eternal life. Look, ready to distribute, willing to communicate it. What it's saying is, don't let your seed, don't let your resources be temporary. Let them live. They live through your seed. They live through your ties and your offering. Let them live. You worried about losing everything, then let them live. You, you know what I'm saying? Listen, you gonna worry about losing your crops and keep all the seed in the barn. Then we talk about that dude that had all the seed in the barn and the barns crashed. But he ain't have nothing, no crop coming cause he had everything stored up in the barn. Not in the ground. Not laying hold on eternal life. Not letting it, be out ahead of them. okay? All right, so, so two scriptures, Ecclesiastes 11 and Proverbs 13. So Ecclesiastes 11, because it's, this is Bible, so I want you to research it for yourself. All right, Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. It says, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after in many days. Look, I'm, 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 I'm casting something that I'm expecting to receive forward, later. So I'm doing something now so it can have an impact on me later, right? It says, give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon earth. You never know what's going to come at you. Be ready for it. Uh, verse 4, it says, he that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. And that's parallel to a farmer. He waiting for perfect conditions. A lot of times we're waiting for perfect conditions to put that seed in the ground, but we have nothing to expect. We can wait for perfect conditions until what? Till Jesus comes. Well, we have no harvest, right? Uh, Verse 6, it says, In the morning sow thy seed, in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knoweth not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike unto good, right? And then I told you Proverbs 13. See, again, we're we're, we're Proverbs 13. Uh, It says, verse 22, it says, A good man leaveth an inheritance look for his children's children. That's two generations deep. So that means I did something today that's impacting two generations deep. So my God is God gives seed to the soul, to multiply your seed song, minister bread for your food, multiply your seed song. So he's said, I'm giving you what it takes to impact two generations deep. Your children's children, but if you consume everything, it ain't even gonna go one generation. It won't even impact you that much. Right, so again, lay hold on eternal life, two generations deep. Right, look, these are heritage of children's children. After the colon, it says this: for the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Mm-hmm. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So, so one is saying, blesses the man that sends his seed forward two generations. Right, right. blesses the person that seeds their seed, sends their seed forward two generations. In the same breath, it's saying the wealth of the sinner, those that are deceived from receiving their inheritance, is laid up for the just. Goes back to the talents. To him that has, more shall be given. Those that are in covenant. This is, see, Proverbs 13 is saying it. But we're so... Uh, we, did, got, we did a teaching on the victim. We're so... We play the victim so much... We're not thinking about the lives we're supposed to be impacting. We're so selfish at times. I said we were so selfish. We're not thinking about somebody didn't think about you. It hurt. It's painful. I, somebody, a lot of people didn't think about me. It was hurt. I, I, you know, I dealt with the low self-esteem or why me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after a while, it's like man, I ain't got time to be thinking about me. I got to think about. So nobody else deals with this. The the devil's trying to get, uh, we're going to say two for one. He's trying to get 20 for one. I impacted you. You're still so bitter and you're so frustrated and you're so disappointed that you stuck in your depression and you ain't sowing no seed to impact no life. Now your child's going to deal with it. Well, I'm not not trying to have no children. Most of the people in the room were not trying to have them either. No, I'm not thinking about getting married, this that, that, that. and other. I could tell you a lot of people in this room wasn't thinking about getting married. Keeping it real, when I met Pastor Bell, I wasn't I wasn't looking. I was like, listen, this is wrong. What I'm about to say is wrong before y'all throw rocks at me. I was like, they all crazy. I was like, older, younger, they just crazy. I said, I just right now, Lord, I just roll with you, because they're crazy. And I really started seeing how crazy it was when I decided not to have sex. I was like, oh, it, 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 that ain't had nothing to do with it. They just crazy. It, that's not, I already said it wasn't true about everyone. There's <laughs> quite a few people in that category. Uh, but look, got my wife, have my son, have grandchildren. Whether I'm looking or not, that wasn't God's fault. That's on me. I'm so caught up in myself and my feelings. And, and we'll, we'll have to get into that next week. But God's trying to wake us up to purpose. He's trying to wake us up. He's trying to, listen, and, and you, know why, you know why the timing is good? Because we've done it our way. And if we're honest with ourselves, the results we got is based on us doing it our way. God said, how about coming back to the team, doing it my way? How about proving me? And see, if I don't pour out a blessing, you won't have room enough to receive. See, I'm not rebuked or From ever touching you again, prove me. Okay, so 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 you got Isaiah sixty one. He's about to read that. When he says prove me, we go. Okay, so so he talks about ties and offers stuff like that. We go. Well, I did last week, but how come that doesn't work for you? If somebody in your relationship has done you wrong, and they have to earn back your trust, and they were they were doing great that week, I no no. Let's give them a month. They've been doing great for a month. Oh, you just dropped your guard. You know, I trust you now. You've been doing good for a whole month, and I know this is genuine. Nah, it might take the person, hey, it could be a a two-year fraction. It might take them 15 years (laughs) to earn your trust. Oh, but God, God, the test is a week. I tried, because what's the line? I tried that. So the person that has to sh- prove trust to you, they can go, I tried, I, tried, I tried proving I was trustworthy. I did it for a whole year. What you going to say to the person? Oh, so we just, we, we doing this, it has a shelf life? You want that person to commit to that for the rest of their life. Okay, see, see, see. You want the person to do what? Commit, commit to that consistency for the rest of their life. Oh, but God gets a month. I don't understand how we expect more than we give. Mm-hmm. We're looking at people in our lives expecting stuff. Take a second. Take your eyes off of what you desire from them and see what you're giving to him. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 just do it yourself this week. See what you're giving to God. I can guarantee you it, what you're giving to God is a reflection of what you're receiving in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, because maybe I didn't hear it. I can guarantee you what you're giving to God is a reflection of what, what you're receiving in your life. But since you lose, lost sight of God, he ain't there. I don't see him. I can't believe you're doing this. Remember the, uh, the dude, it's, 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 again, finances. The guy comes in, yo, man, give me what, what you owe me. Man, I don't have what you owe me. What? You don't have what you owe me? So the guy said, I forgive you of your debt. So he goes to his boy. And be like, yo, uh, so give me what you owe me. He says, I don't have it. Oh, he tried to wreak havoc to him. He was forgiven, but he tried to wreak havoc to him. He found out and said, man, lock that dude up. Lock that dude up. Look, he knew what he desired. He wasn't willing to give. I don't get it. Respectfully, I have pet peeves. That's one of my major pet peeves. I hear a lot of complaints and I'm like, because i be looking like, you realize that's what God is saying to you? I'm not going to get into the whole children and parent thing. That's the easy one. We've already done that one. So I won't get you all with that one. That's the easy one. Because normally you're getting a reflection of who you are through your children. But I'll just let that go right now. Let's just talk about your relationship with God. Let's read Isaiah 61. Maybe that'll cheer us up a little bit, buddy. Look, everybody that sees them shall acknowledge them. They are to the see that the Lord is blessed. So it's not some, how's somebody going to see you blessed? Because you say blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's been real attractive to the people that are not living for God. Every time you say blessed and highly favored, boy, they just chase you to church. I found one today, blessed and highly favored. Let's go follow them to church. No, 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 no. That's not what he's talking about. He said, double for your shame. See, there's a season where you're going through preparation where it looks like, so what's this guy doing for you? But he said, you'll receive double for your shame. And it, look, look, look at all the different things that he said will happen. And he says, they're going to say, this is the seed that the Lord has blessed. But if you receive double for your shame, you would have to be shamed, right? See, we don't think, well, I'm, I'm a child of the king. What's this shame for? Go back to Deuteronomy 8. We read it earlier. No, two, to humble you, to prove you, to see what's in your heart. Job. Look, Job mm-hmm. went. There. Everything was stripped from him. Mm-hmm. The scripture says Job was a righteous man, and he was a blessed. And Satan, the devourer, said, hey, guy, he came with the sons of God, and they said, Job chapter 1, he said, uh, what you doing, Satan? Well, I'm going up and down the earth, see who I could take out. Have you considered my servant, Joe? God asked a question. It's kind of like Pastor Keith asked the question they got an answer to. Mm-hmm. Guys, have you considered my servant, Joe? Knowing that you have. So you showed up for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, so imagine, you know, how uh, your kids, one of them is more confident than the other, and they're like, go, go ask mom and dad. <laughs> Satan was the, the bad seed, right? He still was an angel. He was a fallen angel. Mm-hmm. So he showed up. But he showed up with a request because he's an accuser of the brother. That's what it says in the scripture. So he showed up to say, well, hold, like, but he kind of like, should I ask? God discerned his heart and said, you basically came because you, 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 you got, you, there's a breach in covenant and you want to come for permission to have access. He said, just don't, just don't kill him. I can't, I can't do nothing. You have access because of his fear. He's breached covenant because of his fear. Job said it. Job didn't like, like we do. He wasn't playing a victim. He said, man, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. Not that what he greatly faithed. Job 325, thing that he greatly feared. So that means he didn't trust God. That means he left covenant. So he started to give, he was given offerings. Read the Bible. He was given offerings all the time out of his love for God when his kids start tripping he was worried about losing everything and he started to give out of fear he gave not to lose not gain not out of love he was sowing out of fear and he reaped the harvest of what was he was magnifying lost everything but didn't look all that testing didn't curse God was shamed and received double Read it for yourself. At the end, it said, he, he was already a great man. It said he received double. So, so that's parallel to the scripture. In your, for your shame, you shall receive double. I mean, that's the whole book. I just did the whole book in a couple of minutes, the whole book of Job, like from one all the way to 42, <laughs> right? So, so stand in your feet.